0: Hey, Gabe. Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but your, your audio quality's been kind of lacking in
1: the past couple episodes. What do you mean it's been lacking? I I mean, I just have my regular old mic here, it shouldn't be anything crazy, right? And like, I'm going through it, and your voice is just really staticky. Wait, it's just been staticky this whole time? And you didn't tell me? Yeah. Oh my gosh! This is freaking terrible. I, I'm, oh, I'm starting to feel it coming on. I'm, I'm going getting too angry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rage. God dang it! Ah, ah, ah.
0: So, yeah, uh, barbarians on basements and lizards. I'm still angry. So, yeah this week we're talking about barbarians on basements and lizards
1: oh yeah it's the big angie boys who mm-hmm. hit stuff good real good <laughs> um so. well anyways uh have you ever played a barbarian orion i have actually yeah um tell me about yeah it.
0: i well i played a, a sea elf barbarian in a campaign briefly only up till about level six ish Okay. Um, but it was interesting, definitely not how normal people play the Barbarian, but I guess going into it, uh,
1: Gabe, when I say Barbarian, what do you think about? I think of, I think what everybody thinks of, um, like a Conan-esque, big, like, muscly dude with just, you know, carrying a massive axe, flying into that rage, like with, you know, spittle on the corners of their mouths and stuff like that, and just... Just jumping into a sea of enemies, and just or against the big dragon or whatnot, and um, Mm -hmm. just going to town and with with reckless abandon and um, and just little regard for their own life. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I do recognize that's not the only thing you can do with with the barbarian. Though it is. Let's be honest; it is definitely what the barbarian is meant to do. It's what the barbarian is meant to do, and I think I don't. it's still fun to do that <laughs> like especially oh, yeah, absolutely especially for like newer players this is like yeah I just want to go and get into like some serious trouble and have the hit points and the survivability and the combat ability to be able to um, give me some leeway so I don't f- <laughs> so when I go and do stupid stuff I have some wiggle room
0: so
1: yeah but yeah uh, I think without further ado let's let's get into it
0: um, yeah, so what are the first things that we're going to
1: be looking at when we're making a barbarian? Well, when you're making a barbarian, you get uh you get, uh, your hit dice or d12 best out of any other class um means you're going to be hitting you're going to be hitting triple digits really probably like level 8 or so if like if you hadn't if you have a decent con um you rolled good uh you're going to have you, just a solid amount of hit points that so to make it a the bane of any dm to bring you down um Mm -hmm. you get proficiency in light armor medium armor and shields which i think a lot of people forget because they get the unarmored defense bonus but we'll get to that later um Mm -hmm. uh simple weapons and martial weapons you know it's what you expect uh your your saving throws are in strength and constitution uh, and you get to choose two skills from animal, animal handling, athletics, intimidation, nature, perception, and survival. Uh, you get the equipment to start off with: you get a great axe or any martial melee weapon, two hand axes or any simple melee weapon or any simple weapon rather, uh, an explorer's pack and four javelins. That's that's your starting stuff. And then right away at level one, we get into the meat and potatoes of the barbarian class. Is the rage? Yep. So. Right away,
0: you are going to get into a wonderful rage. Uh, this is something that is, you know, based to the barbarian class. Uh, in battle, you fight with a primal ferocity. On your turn, you can enter a rage as a bonus action, and while raging, you gain the following effects: when you aren't wearing heavy armor, specifically, uh, so you have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. When you make a melee weapon attack using strength, you can uh, You can gain bonus damage to. Uh, yeah, you can deal more damage based on your rage damage, starting at level one. That's a plus two to damage, and you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So. Yep. Yeah, and that's some pretty awesome effects to have right away.
1: Yeah. Additionally, you aren't able to cast spells if you if you can. Uh, you can't cast them or concentrate on them. Uh, and your, your rage lasts a minute and ends early if you ne- are knocked unconscious, or if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature or taken damage. Uh, you can also end your rage and your turn as a bonus action. So, uh, this all kind of comes together as a really potent ability. <laughs> like, obviously this is why you're choosing a barbarian. It better be freaking great. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you get the advantage on strength. strength checks and strength saving throws is good um you're probably it, it depends on like what's happening if it, that comes into play all that much but uh the the rage damage that you get to add uh and the resistance to bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage not magical mind you just all bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage so that will last you your whole career um mm-hmm. uh is really going to make it <laughs> sort of bring it home like the fact that you're just this brutal just wall of pure anger um Mm -hmm. i I, it's a the thing is is there's just not a whole lot for me to talk about it's it's just such a good it's a good ability i want to be like oh yeah rage rage." so like there's all these different nuances but it's just like it's the one thing and it it's great um yeah i i think you really owe it to yourself to uh, determine how your rage manifests, uh, rather mm-hmm. than just like, oh yeah, I get really angry. It's like, well, hold on, something. M- most likely, something bigger is at play, especially when you add into like the other subclasses, like the you know, like are you channeling the ferocity of the storm, or you, uh, does like, like a a different spirit come and possess you, or like, really sort of dig into that and. Don't let it just be like, I get really angry, because I think there's just enough depth. You can bring the depth into this simple ability.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, That brings up something that I just want to mention early on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barbarians thought of to be a very simple class. That does not mean that it has to be simple roleplay-wise. You could do a lot of fun stuff with a Barbarian.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like Gabe was
0: explaining... Your rage can be much more than just getting angry. Like you might not even use your rage until partway through a fight, when until a player goes down, because that's the point when your rage truly manifests. Or you can do a lot of interesting stuff like that with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think making I think as fun as it can be to just be the big angry guy that hits stuff really good that can be fun i think you might be selling yourself short if you if you don't at least take a look at this and be like okay how does this how does this work how does it manifest and really sticking true to that narrative that fiction um yeah that's mm-hmm. rage for you though yeah <laughs> Uh, That brings us to unarmored defense. Uh, Unarmored defense, uh, your other first level ability, when you're not wearing armor, your armor class equals 10 plus your dex modifier plus your con modifier. You can use a shield and still gain this benefit. Um, It's pretty much just a compensation so you can be the guy who doesn't wear, like, who wears very little or nothing at all uh, in battle and still have it be viable. Um, It's likely not going to be... As good, it's probably you're probably not gonna have like crazy ACs because it does not stack, and that people get that wrong a lot. Um, it doesn't. You can't have. You can't wear medium armor, then stack your Dex modifier and your Con modifier. You just can, you can only choose one armor cap- calculation. Um,
2: mhm.
1: Although you can't wear any armor in this, regardless. But that's beside the point. You can't be a turtle, or uh, I think is the. I mean, yep. Thing. Um but basically you're not going to unless you have you maxed out your dexterity and your constitution you're not going to have stellar uh ACs and even with that you're probably you're probably only getting 20. So good
0: good ability yeah. though. But something to bring up if you are willing to sacrifice a little bit of damage perhaps and you do want to take that shield and like you can give yourself a little bit extra boost so you're still going to be the meat shield up front, but you're going to have more shield to your meat.
1: Yeah, I think, I think um, it is. It can be interesting to not just be the great axe wielding barbarian because, I think you can uh, doing like a, a dual like wielding build, like someone who has like dual axes or dual wield swords or something like that, or an axe and a shield for like a Viking kind of character uh, can be mm-hmm. really can be really interesting and. That's kind of like one of the things is just when you get to like brutal critical, uh, the great axe sort of reigns supreme when with that ability, Um, and it and I it's it's good great axe is good. I just I just like I'd like to see more I don't know more variation in terms of weapons. I there's too many too many damn great axe wielding barbarians around.
0: Yeah. Anyways, moving on from Unarmored Defense, we go to 2nd level where you get Reckless Attack. And with Reckless Attack, essentially, you can, on your turn, when you make your first attack, you can decide to attack recklessly. Doing so, you get advantage on your melee attack rolls using strength uh, during this turn. So that means all of your attacks for when later you get an extra attack. But in return, all attack rolls against you have advantage until your next turn. Not just melee attack rolls, all attack rolls. So it's a I very think, high risk, high reward ability.
1: Yeah, you're. It's. It is one of those abilities that is like. I think, if it was on anything except the barbarian, I think it could it could it would be less. But because the barbarian has the resistance to weapon damage, and D twelve for their hit dice, they just you can just really, unless you're going up against an incredibly tough opponent, you can just throw that out and not care. It's like, yeah, I'm going to take the damage. I'm only taking half. <laughs> I'm I've got, and I've got a massive pool of hit points to match. So I'm, I'm going to be all right.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that brings us to danger sense. Uh, at second level, you get an uncanny sense of when things are nearby that, uh, and nearby aren't as they should be, giving you an edge when you dodge away from danger. You have advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that you can see, such as traps and spells. To gain this benefit, you can't be blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. So basically, you get you get kind of a spider sense, is the way I see it. Is um, mm-hmm. the way I like I would rule it. The wording is, in my opinion, kind of vague. It's like it's against effects that you can see. I would say. Um, if it's anything that spider sense would apply for, it's it it would this would apply. So that's why I make it simple for myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like nice ability. I see it as like a lot of animals can just sort of like they have a general sense of their surroundings. So
1: yeah, cat always you know, on its, it's feet.
0: Like, yeah. Fairly simple. Uh, third level we get that primal path the barbarian archetypes again as usual we'll go through that later once we're through the base class abilities but know that the primal paths definitely make some big differences between each barbarian
1: yes they you're really gonna the, the difference between the primal paths is going to completely change how i think maybe not necessarily in mechanics um but but in tone and visual. Yeah, in tone and visual it's 100% just completely just completely opposite. They I think barbarians kind of will most likely play mechanically similar. Um, but the the different subclasses are going to 100% change the way you your is perceived, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, at fourth level I we get I guess going in. on to 4 and 5, both are fairly simple. Yep, uh, fourth level. Go ahead and explain. ASI.
1: Uh, fourth levels ability score and improvement um i guess we could go over some good feats basically any good feats uh for this class are any of the combat feats um we'd be remiss to not mention uh um <laughs> the great weapon master uh because it's just broken if you you know it's another one of those things it's yeah. like your dungeon master will will be could be upset of you <laughs> she's like okay yeah. They just put this, they just put this guy in the ground and like a turn. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. And at this level,
0: you would still be getting a plus two bonus to damage from rage. So mm-hmm. if you're hitting on most of your attacks, which you will be if you're using reckless attack. So if you're having advantage minus five to hit, but in the advantage
1: and the way the, the way that D and D 5e calculates advantage is like if you're with. The way it's like passive rolls, it's like advantage just means a plus five. So it's like, so basically the advantage and the negative five is canceling itself out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You're getting a, like, if you're doing this, you're wielding a two handed weapon. Let's face it. Most barbarians are wielding great axes. So you're dealing 1d12 plus 10 for uh, great weapon master, plus two for rage, and then plus something for strength, probably plus three. At this point so you're getting a plus 15 to damage right at level four
1: yeah and and dms i think i think the advice here is uh if you were playing with feats let your barbarian do this let the let the player do this because i think just be like okay you can't do this because it's too good Is that's that's that just kind of sucks <laughs> um but i think you be aware of that Give them a couple monsters to like just completely put in the ground quickly and just thrash because that's why they took it. Mm -hmm. They they wanted they took that so they could kick ass and take names. But then you know start beefing start beefing up your monsters. It's probably okay uh, if somebody with this has this feat in the party and this like uh, combination. It's it's going to be okay if you like double the monsters hit points. It's it will be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's not gonna make for an unbalanced encounter, or just make, or just continuously throw hyper deadly encounters at them, and they'll. Mm-hmm. It, it, I guarantee you, they'll just be like, yeah, no big." <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Aside from the great weapon master feat, what would be some other, I guess, less expected feats that you might recommend?
1: Oh, um, I think the athlete feat is a, a good one. Um, just because I th- it's. Not particularly potent by any means. It's not like a one of the stellar feats, but it's like it's going to make you feel really cool if you're if your DM's uh, helping you like use utilize all the abilities that athlete gives you. You know, like the extra jumping, um, mm-hmm. knocking prone and just get back up immediately. And uh, yeah, I think uh, like being able to climb really well. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that I think that could be an interesting one. Um, what else is there? Uh, like the tough feet just give you even more hit points. Uh, I think that's going to carry you very far. Uh, the plus two hit points on each level. If you've already, I would wait, I would probably wait on this personally. I think I might like wait until my eighth or 12th level uh, for this, uh, feet. Um, but definitely it's going to you're going to be just <laughs> see this massive surge in your hit points and you'll be like yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> uh that mm-hmm. or the uh durable I believe is the name of it, the one that um lets you it I think it gives you a boost to con that plus one to con if you're like looking to uh, even that out and then it also gives you the uh the ability that is I'm trying to th- I just lost it in my head uh, I think it, it makes it so if whenever you're regaining hit points you can't uh, if you roll lower than your like constitution score I'm not looking at it <laughs> um, but it basically just may, means whenever you're rolling hit points uh, for your, your hit dice uh, it, it puts a ceiling on the uh, or the yeah a ceiling it puts a floor on what how low you can roll yes thank you I'm freaking floundering here I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's all
0: good. Here, I'll take over a little bit with some feats. Uh, some other options that I kind of like, my uh, our Master to bring in some extra weapon diversity. Um, just because you're able to get that extra reach uh, if something mm-hmm. comes within range of you. I like the idea that hey, this guy's coming to attack me. Well, before he can even get close, I'm going to smack him upside the head. Yeah. Uh, you also get the extra attack bonus action uh, swinging with the uh, butt end of the polearm, so that's kind of nice to get some extra damage out there. Uh, Sentinels also really nice to have, so once they're in front of you, they stay in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I can also see Shield Master being really nice one to have here, just yeah. because like, if you're doing sword and board... Uh, you're able to uh, get your attack off with your hand axe or something, and still get like still try to knock them prone or try to do a little bit of damage to them with the shield. So yeah, yeah. you could definitely have a lot of combat diversity
1: with feats as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think right. that the uh, the feat using feats will definitely help you move away from the uh, uh, classic great axe barbarian. Yeah. But anyways. That brings us to extra attack it's extra attack <laughs> moving on um yep uh, faster movement uh, fast movement do you want to go over fast fast movement
0: yeah at level five uh, your speed increases by 10 feet while you aren't wearing heavy armor which you're not proficient with anyways so you probably won't be wearing it uh, which means that if you're one of the standard races uh, you're probably going to have a speed of 40 feet or if you're one of the shorter races uh, you're probably going to have a speed of 35. So, it's really nice to get you around the battlefield faster, make you feel
1: extra cool. Yeah, that's about, that's that. Uh, at 7th level, you get Feral Instincts. Your instincts are so honed that you have an advantage on initiative rolls. What? Crazy. <laughs> Um, additionally, uh, when you are surprised, if you are surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't cap- incapacitated, you can act normally on your first turn, but only if you enter a rage before doing anything else. This is pretty cool, actually. The second part, mm-hmm. uh, the first part is great. You, uh, advantage on initiative rolls will hopefully mean that you're going to be um, going sooner and hitting stuff faster. Um, but being able to just remove surprised, you just at the cost of one of your rages, I think is will. It will come in handy if your DM's trying to sneak up on you, and that makes sense. I I like this ability a lot. I guess that also
0: brings up something kind of important that a lot of groups sort of pass over. Um, Mm -hmm. Often when surprise is done, it's thought of as a surprise round, where, let's use the players for an example, if the players get a surprise round, as most DMs put it, they often roll initiative, and then go through all the players' turns first, then go through combat as normal. That's not actually how it is rules is written, which this mm-hmm. might actually make a difference for. How it is rules is written is uh, you enter a surprise round, yes, but everyone rolls initiative. And uh, if an enemy rolls higher than certain players on the initiative, that player well that character cannot be affected well that creature cannot be affected by bonus surprise stuff
1: yeah you're not going to get advantage you're not um there because by the time that your turn has come around if you've rolled lower in the initiative uh the creature is no longer surprised they haven't done anything um but they you're not getting advantage they're not i think uh, i think stunned is the correct um uh, mm-hmm. condition for that uh, uh for, for the surprise um and you know your your rogues aren't getting those auto crits and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think it if you're if you as a DM are having problems with that, it's worth it to just be like, hey guys, this is what the way it's written. This is the way we're going to do it. If it if it hasn't been a problem, yeah. and you just prefer it to do it the way you're doing it. It's not you're not killing anybody by not doing it the the quote unquote right way. Yeah. Um, that brings us to Brutal Critical. Uh, brutal Critical... Yeah, brutal Critical. At ninth oh, level, cool. you get to roll yeah. 1 additional damage die when determining extra damage for a critical hit with a melee attack. Just, when you crit, you're critting hard and it's going to be devastating, especially when you get to 13th level, when it becomes 2 additional dice. And then 17th level, when it becomes 3 additional di- damage dice. This is why the Great Axe is so popular. It's because it's like if i have a great sword it's just an extra d6 but if it's a great axe then it's an extra d12 that i'm getting with the brutal critical and stuff like that it's like you're getting mm-hmm. and you know you're getting ab- absurd amounts of d12s when you're i mean when you're rolling cause you're when you at 17th level when you're going to be rolling 5d12 plus you know all yeah. the other bonkers modifiers your um to the damage it's going to be a lot it's <laughs> your dm is just going to be like oh no, and rip up their monster stat blocks.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Again, another important thing to mention about this when going through Brutal Critical, uh, you don't double the Brutal Critical die. You only double the standard weapon attack die. So using the example of the Great Axe, you get a Critical with your Great Axe. First you roll 2d12, because it's normally 1. So Critical gives you an extra. Add Add your standard modifier. Then on top of that, then you add the brutal critical die so the extra d12 so uh, at 9th level you'll be rolling 3d12 13th 4d12 17th 5d12 if you're using great axe of course
1: yes which is important because you know it is very easy to confuse it's critting is critting is weird because it's like it is written out pretty clearly how it's supposed to work but different Like tables and you know that you'll see on like online and stuff like that, do it differently. It's just like I don't know, it's people have just over time it's just sort of gotten confused and tangled a little bit. Yeah, anywho, that brings us to mm -hmm. Relentless Rage. Uh, Do you want to go over Relentless Rage?
0: Sure, starting at level 11, your rage can keep you fighting despite grievous wounds. If you drop to zero hit points while raging, mind, don't. You don't die out, and don't die outright, which is very unlikely. Uh, You can make a DC 10 con save. If you succeed, you drop to one hit point instead. Each time you use this feature, the DC increases by 5 until you finish a short or long rest, resetting the DC to 10. So basically, you were able to anger your way through death itself.
1: Yeah, this is really cool. (laughs) Be able to just keep yourself up, it it's pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> just like, yeah, just, just gonna not. <laughs> um, I love the visual of this. Like, I always
0: imagine a barbarian as a Viking. I love the visual of this, that there's this Viking with arrows sticking out of his chest. Way too many that, like, he should be dead by all rights. My uh, axe is slammed into his shoulders, and he's just standing there taking it. Uh, dealing yeah. death blow after death blow.
1: Yeah, that's it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> you just you just feel awesome with this.
1: Yeah. Um, that brings yeah. us to the level fifteen ability. Unless you had anything else on persistent rage or, or not persistent rage, relentless rage, persistent rage, what we're talking uh,
0: about. Uh, uh, nope. Go on to fifteen. Okay.
1: Persistent rage. Uh, your rage is so fierce that it ends early. It only ends early if you fall unconscious or choose to end it. But that's it. It's your level fifteen. that's a whole your level fifteen ability, guys. <laughs> yeah. It is that Actually, it I just guess, like it's cool. It's it just nice. It's ignoring that rule that I don't think very many people really paid attention to anyways.
0: hmm Yeah. Like most combats don't last one minute, to be honest. But yeah. That that is kinda nice, but also like if you happen to be just out of range of people and no one's attacking you then i guess you don't lose it so yeah it's no, it's nice, it's,
1: nice. It's, it's it's a good ability mm-hmm. i wouldn't nothing I, to write home about <laughs> um
0: I, I guess if you really want it you could just stay raged all day but i mean
1: well that's you have to get to you have to get the uh to level 20 and get the unlimited rages before you can do that because it only it well, still no, only lasts a minute it's um it's 'Cause it says it ends early, so it, it still only lasts a minute. It just if you don't get hit or don't you don't hit or get take damage, you're not gonna drop anymore. So Oh yay. Yep.
0: okay. That's my bad.
1: Yeah, so if you're if you when you have unlimited rages, you can just rage forever, but uh Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. Anyways, uh
0: <laughs> moving on to level eighteen, we have Indomitable Might. Uh, if your strength total your, yeah if your strength total but uh, if your total for a strength check is less than your strength score, you can use that strength score in place of your check. So basically say you have an 18 in strength and you roll a strength check and for some reason you get a 7. Uh, you can just use that 18 instead. So that just gives you a great
1: floor to have like- absolutely. Some mm-hmm. solid abilities for eighteenth level. Um, really making making sure that you're you never feel weak as this very physical character.
0: Mm-hmm. That said, but, something I do want to mention is my the idea of passive scores. That uh, it's something that most DMs don't use, but it also sort of ties into ability score checks. That mm-hmm. uh, like in the DMG, it describes my if a DM asks for an ability score, like, asks for an ability check, like, it should have relevant importance. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, if a player... Like, if a player's passive would just normally, like, overcome something, then there's no real point in... Like, there's no point in having them roll for it.
1: Yeah, the way the way I see it is, even if their passive would normally... Um overcome it um the way i sort of see it is if you if you're calling for a, a, a check something to roll the dice failing failing that check should mean something more than just like okay you don't you don't do the thing like if you're trying to force a door open and it's like failing the check means that you you get taken you know the maybe the mob of zombies you don't get you don't open the door in time and they the mob, the zombies are are on you now or whatever or um, yeah. rather than just like, well, you tried really hard to get through the door, you didn't do it, It's just like, well, well, mm. God, well damn it, <laughs> you know, I guess yeah. I try again.
0: <laughs> yeah, so checks like this should have importance, so that does make this ability nice, but also, like, to mention passive scores, that is also a thing to have, so even before mm-hmm. this ability, you could still have a really nice, like, you could still be really nice on your passive strength score.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Anyways br- uh, brings level 20. To... Gabe, tell me about it. The level 20 ability, I really like this. Um, primal champion. Uh, the, you embody the power of the wild. Your strength uh, and constitution score increases by 4, and your maximum for the scores is now 24. Um, this is, like... I, I really like this as a capstone ability because it whenever I'm thinking of like barbarian concepts or something like that, it may, it, it's it sort of like whenever I'm like, okay, maybe I can like multi-class for this. And let, then I'm like, Oh, but I'm not getting that primal champion feature. And that kind of would suck. <laughs> um, like, and I think uh-huh. that's, that's like the, the hallmark of a good capstone. If it makes you feel guilty for multi-classing, <laughs> if you're
0: yeah
1: like the, some of the classes have pretty lackluster capstone abilities and, so, it, so you're like, yeah, I'll, hell, I'll multi-class and grab this, you know, for two levels and grab, you know, uh, an action surge or whatever. And but like, but this is just like, but well, you're not gonna. I'm like, yeah, you can do that. You're just not gonna be able to get your strength and constitution to 24, which is going to mm-hmm. make everything that you do even more ridiculous. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. I guess, so I I, like I really even, like this. Yeah, like tying this into the last ability. That literally just places your like you're probably gonna have a strength check floor of twenty-four.
1: Yeah, it it just makes every, it makes it worth it to to follow this character through to level twenty. It just really like makes everything worth it, I think. Yeah. Um but yeah. Let's I get into the that... primal paths.
0: Yeah. So starting off with the PHB primal paths. First one listed is the Path of the Berserker. The Path of the Berserker.
1: Uh, I
0: see this as the barbarian who just wants to paint the town red.
1: Yeah, they're just... Th- th- this is your, your very, very angry boy. This is your, your uh, generic barbarian. Just stupid angry all the time and is going to put stuff in the ground mm-hmm. really quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, third
1: level. Gabe, what do we get... You, at 3rd level, you get Frenzy. Uh, when you take this path at uh, 3rd level, you can go into a Frenzy when you Rage. If you do so for the duration of your Rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns after this one. When your Rage ends, you suffer uh, one level of exhaustion. Um, so this is a uh, like another big risk-reward type thing. Cause the, the attack as a bonus action is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, I, th- I mean, you're basically you know because it's not just like a two weapon fighting type of deal you're getting a full melee weapon attack with all the other stuff that you can do and having a, a three attack barbarian is is going to it, it will put monsters in the ground very fast it will do you will deal do a lot of damage however however exhaustion is an absolute death spiral so i don't know i've never played it i don't know if it's really worth it i i mean depends on how many encounters you're doing a day um if you're doing mm-hmm. like a three three or four encounters and you're raging each time during that during an adventuring day and you're doing frenzy each time and you get to hit point maximum half that level four of exhaustion and it's like yeah it's like ooh, it's pretty that's pretty gnarly
0: yeah the way I see this being used most often is probably saving that frenzy for the big boss fight at the end yeah. of the dungeon or at the mini-boss partway through. My, Since some of those big boss fights, those can actually last for longer than a minute, so you could actually have to re-rage partway through the battle.
1: So, yeah.
0: Like,
1: I certainly don't see this as a bad ability. Oh I know it's great. Yeah, it's... You, I would just use it, use it sparingly, I think, because I I, I don't mm-hmm. know. So part of me just wish it wasn't tied to exhaustion, because exhaustion is just such a death spiral. It just with, it, it really it really can suck. But I, I don't know. I'm not a game designer. What the hell do I know? Um.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, that brings yeah. us to our sixth level ability, mindless rage. Ryan, would you tell us about you know going into a mindless rage?
0: <laughs> uh, of course I can. Uh, at sixth level, you can't be charmed or frightened while raging. Uh, and if you're charmed or frightened when you enter a range, the effect just ends. Well, the effect is suspended for the duration of the rage. So if you, for some reason, can't finish the combat within that one minute, you're still technically charmed or afraid of something.
1: If the spell hasn't expired, um, or the whatever yeah, If the effect spell hasn't expired.
0: expired. So it is something to note, but let's be honest that's probably not gonna happen yeah like I love this ability because it really lets you like inhabit that like that true barbarian feeling of nothing scares me like I'm
1: not afraid of death itself I I like this ability because there's very few things scarier than your true <laughs> massive barbarian being turned against you oh yeah so yeah this is I guess it's a good ability. Yeah. Uh, at level 10, we get
0: intimidating presence. Gabe, would you care to tell more?
1: Uh, yeah. At a, uh, level 10, you get the, you can use your action to frighten someone with your menacing presence. Uh, you can choose one creature uh, within 30 feet. If the creature can see and hear you, it must succeed on a Wisdom saving throw. Uh, uh, proficiency bonus plus your A plus your proficiency plus your charisma modifier, or be frightened to the end of the next turn. On subsequent uh, uh, turns you can use your action to extend the duration of the of the frightened creature until the end of your next turn, so you can just keep extending it without forcing a save. Uh, the effect ends if the creature ends its turn out of line of sight or more than sixty feet away from you, uh, and if it succeeds, it's immune for twenty four hours. Um, yeah, it's it's not very good. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you can use it on one creature. uh and That's it. You have to continue to use your action to keep it going. Uh, it just is mm, like I mean, you or you could have just picked a Paladin of Conquest and had that as your Channel Divinity. Sure, you can only use that once per once per short rest, but you can frighten multiple people and you don't have to keep using it. And you know, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of. I kind of
0: wish this was more like the. Uh, dragon's intimidating presence. Then... Yeah. But I guess that would also like that might be a bit a bit much, but
1: you get oh, what I mean. It's a 10th level ability though, you know. Yeah. I don't know, I just wish it was more potent. But mm-hmm. I don't think it it's all right. I don't I don't see any pe- people really using this all the, all that often, so it, it's yeah. good. I think just moving on (laughs) retaliation tell me about a retaliation
0: uh retaliation is a really nice 14th level ability Mm -hmm. Uh, basically stack on a potential fourth attack to that three to those three attacks you already have from frenzied rage Uh, Mm -hmm. when you take damage from a creature that is within five feet of you you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against that creature so this is great for one-on-one smack fests or just it's, like, yeah, it's basically
1: yeah. you hit me, I'm just going to hit you, probably harder.
0: <laughs> yeah, you go from like you go from two attacks to frenzy Rage, three attacks to retaliation four attacks because it's also called a melee weapon attack. I think that means you can also put great weapon master on it.
1: Yeah, it's you can put a grace. I'm pretty sure you can put great weapon master um because it's even though it's your reaction still happening. I mean I'm pretty yeah. sure you can you can do great weapon master on opportunity attacks so
0: yeah, I'm not familiar with the wording of it but it's still that's yeah. Yeah, that's potentially 40 extra damage from great weapon master alone per round. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, it's going it's going to be bad bad news. I think um, anything that opens up the uh, reaction more uh, will especially with a, a melee class or like a, a physical class um, or a martial class rather, uh, will really really benefit because just having you know the opportunity to attack when they run are running away, you uh, know you're just it's just not gonna happen all that often. It's pretty easy to avoid and get out of. But you know if you have like. The retaliation. If you if you all have retaliation, maybe you took the Sentinel feat. Now you have three different ways to get that reaction tax So you can just, you know, your reaction's just not going to waste, and I th- that's going to be a great good mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the Berserker well sums
0: up Berserker. Uh, overall, I'd say it's like definitely if you want more barbarian in your in your barbarian, I mean, there you go. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Nope I wouldn't say very. I think the the middle abilities pretty is or The 10th level ability is pretty meh, and the exhaustion might be uh, a deal-breaker, but other than that, solid glass. Or yeah. sub-glass, rather. Um, the next up is the Path of the Totem Warrior. Uh, the Path That's of the cool. Totem Warrior is another, I would say, generic, in a sense, Barbarian, but is they're all about... They're all about the more spiritual side, and the more controlled animal path of the uh, of the, the Barbarian. And I think this is a really fun one. Um, but yeah. Do you want to tell me about Spirit Seeker from the Path of the Torn Warrior?
0: Yeah. Um, Spirit Seeker, my, as you take this path at third level, my, you get the ability to cast Beast Sense and speak with animal spells, but only as rituals. So... You know, it's just... It's a little bonus. I have never seen a barbarian actually use this. I think they should, though. It's there.
1: I think they should. I mean, like... Talking to animals and seeing through animals and being... Kind of, like, embracing that druid side. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. Um. Then we're going to get to yep, Totem Spirit. Thing. The real reason you're here. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, wait, I can't... I can not only talk to animals, I get some other cool stuff. Hell yeah. Um, Basically, uh, you get to pick a totem animal and uh, you get a choice out of, I think there's three in the PHB and there's two extras. I don't remember. I think the the two extras are from uh, Skag. Uh,
0: Mm -hmm. That sounds right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and they all have different abilities and different like effects, and you can kind of mix and match as you gain levels, because uh, you cause you also are gonna pick a diff- you get to pick totems at uh, sixth level and at tenth level. Fourteen, uh, or, fourteenth. Uh, fourteenth level, rather. Excuse me. Um, and I think the ability to mix and match can really like, you can either just go like dial in on an, an- animal. Or you can like be like oh no i'm all about these like different like these predatory animals that's kind of my thing um but yeah without further ado you get uh you get the bear which is famous or infamous probably uh while raging you have resistance to all damage except psychic uh, yeah <laughs> just <laughs> taking half damage from everything while you're raging ooh that is, you're just going to be so freaking tough. I can't. <coughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk yeah. about, but it's just, it just is so good. It, like, it, mm-hmm. it. You don't need anybody to tell you that it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, there's the eagle. Uh, while you're raging, other creatures have disadvantage on opportunity attacks against you, and you can use dash as a bonus action on your turn. Um, so yeah, you can dash as a bonus action is great. Little thing. This is more like if you want to like try and play like a skirmisher barbarian, which could be really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, there's uh, the wolf. While you're raging, your your friends have uh you have advantage on melee attack uh, rolls against any creature within five feet of you that is hostile to you. Um, this is awesome because you're just basically giving everybody else pack tactics off of you, uh, and just advantage mm-hmm. and yeah, this a really like. Like the bear is really powerful and kind of like overshadows every the other ones, but uh, um, it's the other two are still really good abilities, I'd say. Um, yeah, if, for those who are keeping track, the elk <laughs> uh, totem, uh, when you're raging and you aren't wearing heavy armor, your walking speed increases by 15 feet. Uh, so you just are you just run really quickly and get out across the battlefield, and then tiger. Uh, while raging, you can add ten feet to your long jump distance and three feet to your high, high jump distance. Um, it, it's there if you want to if you want to go tiger, it's there.
0: <laughs> it is indeed there. Um, but yeah, but definitely from the main three PHB, I can see uh, like from bear, eagle, and wolf, I can see some amazing, cool fighting styles that you can build off of those. Uh, just yeah, have fun with it.
1: Absolutely. At sixth level is Aspect of the Beast. Tell me about Aspect of the Beast, please.
0: Well, I can only tell you about the bear, eagle, and wolf, since I don't have skag. I will. I will
1: tell you about the elk and the tiger. Spoiler: It's all right, but not great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, you get to choose another. Bear, you get to choose another totem. With bear, you gain the might of a bear. Your carrying capacity, including maximum load and maximum lift, is doubled, and you have advantage on strength checks to make a push, pull, lift, or break objects. Given that most campaigns don't really pay attention to carrying capacity, since for some reason everyone can just carry everything in their backpacks, you know it's there. Everybody's a bag. Playing...
1: Everybody's a bag of holding or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, eagle, you gain the eyesight of an eagle. You can see up to one mile away with no difficulty, able to discern even the finest of details, as though you're looking through, as though you're looking at something no more than one hundred feet away from you. Additionally, dim light does not impose disadvantage on your perception checks. I like this one. Yeah, you know,
1: being able to mm-hmm. see really far is super cool. It's <laughs> just like. Mm-hmm. I can see someone, like, walking to the top of the mountain and be like, eyes so of the eagle! And then just, like, looking, or, like, and then just kind of doing um, uh, uh, Legolas from uh,
0: yeah,
1: from Lord of, Lord of the Rings. It's like, they're making the way to Isengard! <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Oh, oh gosh. Somebody's going to, mm. somebody, some Lord of the Rings fan is going to murder me for that one. Um,
0: <laughs> yep. But anyways... Uh, then we have the wolf you gain the hunting sensibilities of a wolf you can track other creatures while traveling at a fast pace and you can move stealthily while traveling at a normal pace Uh, again like this sort of goes back to our ranger episode a little bit about travel time and doing stuff like this Uh, i could definitely see uh, someone taking i could definitely see barbarian taking this being a huge aid to the ranger as they're trying to sort of work together to track something or like, but if your DM doesn't have much of travel or just sort of cuts out a lot of that stuff, then mm-hmm. again, this is this doesn't really show up all that
1: much. Yeah. Well, the elk is uh, when mounted on uh, mounted are on foot, your travel pace is doubled, and um, as as is the travel pace of up to ten companions are with. So you just again kind of piggybacking off that other one, you're just you move real fast. Um, yeah, you know, it makes you go fast, place faster. Uh, the tiger, actually, I lie is actually I would I would take. Um, you gain two proficiency and two skills from the following list: athletics, acrobatics, stealth, and survival. Um, as the cat spirit hones your survival instincts, so getting some extra skill proficiencies, I I like I like having skill proficiencies a lot. So.
0: Oh yeah, uh, and especially since you don't get many as a barbarian to start with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice.
1: It's a solid ability. Um, mm-hmm. At tenth level, you get Spirit Walker. Uh, ten, uh, you get you can cast commune with nature spell only as a ritual, um, and it basically just shows up as an animal. Uh, commune with nature is a really like good reconnaissance spell. Being able to mm-hmm. uh, tell like ask certain questions of the land within three miles. Uh, it, I think it's easily overlooked because it doesn't have any real combat. Um, direct combat influence or anything like that. It's it doesn't have the cool options and whatnot of the you know, bear uh, bear wolf eagle and mm-hmm. stuff. But it's a good ability nonetheless. Yeah, but to then... do with nature's a fun spell,
0: great for reconnaissance. But anyways
1: Totemic Attunement. Tell me about the attuning to your totem.
0: Yeah, uh level fourteen, uh totemic attunement. Uh uh, again, you get to choose from the usual 3 or 5, depending on if you have Skag or not. In uh, Bear, while you're raging, any creature within 5 feet of you that's hostile has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you or uh, another or another character with this feature. Uh, An enemy is immune to this effect if it can't see or hear you or can't be frightened. Uh, you know nice ability really encourages enemies to focus on you since you're the big thing in the room
1: especially if you took uh, bear at third level um oh yeah yeah so you're just like yeah i'm taking i have a giant hoop pool of hit points i'm taking less damage than everybody else you need to hit me nah <laughs> mhm yeah so yeah i uh, I just sort of, like, kind of a, a good way to... Because D&D doesn't have an aggro mechanic. A good way to kind of have a, a semi-aggro mechanic.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. Uh, next on. we got Eagle. Next we got Eagle. While you're raging, you have a flying speed equal to your current walking speed. This benefit only works in short bursts. Uh, you fall at the end of your turn in the, uh, in the air, and nothing else uh, is holding you aloft. So... If you're not holding on to something by the end of your turn, you fall. But again, if like if you don't take any anything that buffs your speed, you still get a probably a forty foot fly speed. Mm-hmm. So you know you could fly up in the air and slash a harpy or punch a bird or something.
1: Punch a bird. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, who doesn't want to have a flying speed?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's kick ass Uh, even if it is temporary mm -hmm. i think it also explaining this would be really interesting like trying to wrap your head around that it's like what happened do you just like do gusts of wind just sort of like carry you or do you just like get like spectral wings i would i would uh i would work that out
0: yeah but then we got the wolf Uh, while you're raging you can use a bonus action on your turn to knock a large or smaller creature prone when you hit it with a melee weapon attack No save, no nothing.
1: Yeah. You just have to use your bonus action. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, you just. And you can just do that in your first attack and then get advantage on your second attack and give your Mm -hmm. whole team advantage. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do tell about uh, what wonders display (sighs) from the elk and the tiger.
1: The elk and the tiger. Um, the Elk, while well raging, you can use a bonus action to uh, during your move to pass through uh, the space of a, a larger or smaller creature. The creature must succeed on a strength save, uh, DC 8 plus your strength bonus plus your proficiency bonus, or be knocked prone and take bludgeoning damage equal to 1d12 plus your strength modifier. So you can just do that with uh, your move and your bonus action and do a little extra... You get a little extra damage uh, and knock prone. I don't... I, I think this is an okay... Ability. They. Um, I would pick the wolf rather because the the no save. Um, but it's a, yeah. a, a good ability nonetheless. Um, Tiger. While you're raging, if you move at least 20 feet in a straight line towards a, a larger smaller target, uh, right before making a melee weapon attack, you can use your bonus action to make an additional melee weapon attack against it. So just getting three attacks. Um, you just have to move, kind of like pouncing on them, um, before you mm-hmm. do that. Another. Another really good ability, I'd say. I, I don't think... I think uh, with Totem... The 14th level ability, I I don't think there's a place where you can go wrong.
0: Yeah. Alright. Yeah. G-
1: mm-hmm. Shall we move on? Yeah,
0: yeah I guess just quick general thoughts of Totem Warrior. Uh, you have a lot of options with it.
1: You really do. You get... I, I, I really like anything that lets you just mix and match and like put stuff together, um, uh, and this will definitely definitely let you do that. And uh, and they're all they you you've got a, a bunch of options to make a really good barbarian with this.
0: Yeah, but well, uh, yeah, moving on to Xanathar's guide.
1: Xanathar's guide.
0: Um, yep, Xanathar's has my. The last three archetypes that we're going to be talking about unless you have a hidden one that i don't know about oh Uh, nope okay just want to make sure but uh i guess we'll be starting off with talking about the path of the ancestral guardian
1: ancestral guardian i i honestly really like this one (laughs) this one's super cool yeah well do you want to start us off with the
0: level three ability
1: yeah sure um, starting off when you pick this uh, path at third level spectral warriors appear when you enter your rage when you're raging the first creature you hit uh with an attack in your turn becomes uh, the target of the warriors which hinder its attack until the start of your next turn the target has a disadvantage on a, any attack rolls uh, against you uh, or the, against a target that isn't you um, when the the target hits a creature other than you with an attack that creature is resistance to all damage dealt by that attack the the effect ends uh, on the target ends early if you rage ends so i think this is really awesome because uh like i said earlier there's no aggro mechanic mechanic in D. um but like being able to just force an enemy to look only at you unless they really have it out for somebody else um i think that's it, it makes it it makes the barbarian from this like sort of mindless brute that's you know it's like hey barbarian go hit this guy to like an actual team player yeah and it look and the idea of spectral warriors like flying around when you're raging that's really cool (laughs) so yeah yeah. uh what's what about spirit shield tell me about spirit shield
0: spirit shield is the level six ability that they get Uh, the guardian spirits that uh, aid you can provide supernatural protection uh, to those you defend Uh, If Raging and another creature you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce that damage by 2d6, uh, becoming 3d6 at 10th level and 4d6 at 14th level. This is a great way to really enforce that team player Barbarian and give Mm -hmm. them something else to do with their reaction.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, just um, another great ability. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. consult the spirits at 10th level, unless you had something else to say about spirit shield. Nope. Just a cool aesthetic. Yep. At 10th level, you get the ability to consult uh, with your ancestral spirits. Uh, You can cast the augury uh, uh, or clairvoyant spell um, without using material or uh, spell slot or material components. Um, And rather than uh, when, and when you create a spherical sensor, uh, with your clairvoyant Clover, spell, you instead uh, summon one of your ancestral spirits to your to the chosen location, um, and you can only do this once per short or long rest. Uh, another way to like kind of give the barbarian some like pseudo spell casting. I really like any way that lets the barbarian sort of cast spells is really cool because it it makes them more than just a brute with an axe. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and clairvoyance and uh, augury is a is a there's a lot of contention about augury in with with dms but i think it's really it's still evocative and it's still cool uh and clairvoyance yeah. especially it's like it being one of your ancestral spirits just showing up uh is really is really cool really fun mm-hmm.
0: yeah something i do think is like it makes sense but it really starts to stretch the barbarian kind of thin is that it uses your wisdom for the spell casting ability yeah i i, I don't know although if that really i don't matters
1: much, yeah it doesn't or... really matter i don't think like, you're not unless i think it, it only happens in edge cases i i would i would imagine um, because the spells yeah. don't call for saves or damage rolls
0: yeah so i don't know just kind of a weird thing there yeah anyways uh level 14 vengeful ancestors Uh, your ancestral spirits grow powerful enough to uh, retaliate Uh, when you use your spirit shield to reduce damage of an attack the attacker takes an amount of force damage equal to the damage that your uh, spirit shield prevents so yeah just making your reaction even even better
1: yeah that it's and and uh using the reaction to like protect your friends you're protecting your friends you're being the team player and you're also getting a little retribution damage on top of that Uh very that kind of like brings me to like the overall of the ancestral guardian making the barbarian from a brute with a shield to somebody who can be a team player can participate in multiple pillars of play um Especially with kind of enforcing the wisdom stat a little bit, um, and you know, for like helping with exploration, um, and mm-hmm. just you know, you're just I like having a more than just a brute with an axe. I, I think this is a, yeah. one of my favorite uh, subclasses.
0: You know, I think I can see the Ancestral Guardian being a barbarian less focused on constitution and more focused on like strength, dex, wisdom, and having them wear armor. Where yeah. it's like they're less about being super big, bulky, and more about that, like, you know, less angry, more calm focus, maybe would be a better way to put it.
1: Yeah. All right, what's our next uh, subclass?
0: Next, we got the Path of the Storm Herald.
1: Storm Herald. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are cool, I think. I. I... Uh, being able to call within the uh, the wrath of the storm is such a primal touchstone very very evocative very cool Uh, but do you want to tell us about the storm aura at third level
0: sure Uh, the storm aura that you get extends out to 10 feet away from you in every direction but not through total cover Uh, depending on what storm aura you choose uh, it will have different effects. Uh, each storm aura has a DC equal to eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your Constitution modifier. So you get four options, I believe. Nope, yep. three. I and can't the aura count, does. Apparently.
1: Yeah, and the the aura comes into effect when you rage, and you have to you have to continue to activate it on on your turn as a bonus action. Just to yep. be clear, clear. Sorry. Um,
0: yep. So. For Desert, uh, when this effect is active, all other so you're all other creatures in your aura take 2 fire damage each. The damage increases at higher levels, like 3 at 5th, 4 at 10th, 5 at 15th, and 6 at 20th. Every really 5 nice just get some Yep, really nice way to just get some chip damage. Um, C, while well, this is active, you can use your bonus action to make... Uh, a creature within 10 feet of you make a dexterity saving throw. The target takes 1d6 lightning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Again, increasing damage at higher levels, 2d6 at 10, 3d6 at 15, and 4d6 at 20. And finally, Tundra. While its effect is active, each creature of your choice uh, in your aura gains 2 temp HP as icy spirits ensue... Into- in your- Yeah... Into, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I they
1: ate it. Aid, uh ate it to suffering. They basically yeah. numb it. It's a weird word. I I understand.
0: Yeah, In newer... basically. Two temp HP, three at five, four at ten, five at fifteen, and six at twentieth. I really like these third level options.
1: Yeah, I I think I, I'm kind of mixed because these are really cool and really fun. I wonder. Like I think, I think the chip damage is is better than the tundra. Where with like the, the uh, the the temp HP, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, if you're giving your 20th level character six temporary HP is going to really like make a difference, <laughs> especially when you can just take like the inspiring leader feed or something like that. And it's like yes, it's every round, mm-hmm. but it's not stacking. I I don't know. Um, but I think the desert and the sea being able to put in that chip damage and whatnot, and just as a bonus action all the time while you're raging, I think can really like I, I think it is it, it's uh, unassuming and it it can really add up.
0: Yeah, like, I do actually kind of like the tundra one a bit. Mm-hmm. Like if you like, if you do have a lot of martial characters up front around you, then it does provide a little bit of a buffer. So that other characters who might not be as tanky as you uh, can just stand up there a little bit longer. Since I,
1: I like, like mostly,
0: it. Mostly, okay. It's good at lower levels. Definitely, it's not as useful higher up.
1: I I like it. I just I just wonder if it's enough. Yeah. Like I like I I think I think personally I might like if I was playing this I might like beg and plead <laughs> to see if I can get like even like twice as much uh, temp HP um, for each per level because uh-huh. you know inherently damage is, is just easier to to take off than it is because at least at like at 20th level 12 damage might is going to soften up at least one hit from a from a bad guy uh-huh. so that uh, that's my only like gripe but at sixth level storm soul. <laughs> that's uh, the storm the storm grants you benefits even when your aura isn't activated uh or active uh the benefits uh, are based on the environment you choose for your, for your storm aura and it's important to note here that unlike the totem barbarian you can't mix and match if you are desert you are desert all the way through you can switch it you can switch it when you level up um so you can switch it to if you wanted to go desert to sea you can do that, but everything becomes C, and you can't you can't have one C, one desert or anything. Um, you have to; well, it's all or nothing here, baby. Yep. Um, but the desert you gain resistance to fire damage. You don't ex- suffer the effects of extreme ex- extreme heat. Um, moreover, moreover, eh, oh my gosh, I'm having a bunch of problems with words today. <laughs> um. Moreover, as an action, you can touch a flammable object that isn't worn or carried by anyone else and set it on fire. So you can just start small fires. Um, C. You gain resistance to lightning damage and can breathe underwater. You also gain a swimming speed of thirty feet. Uh, That's really that. If you're doing a water campaign, that's gonna be really useful. Um, Yep. Tundra: You gain resistance to cold damage, and you don't suffer the effects of extreme cold as it described in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Moreover, as an action, you can touch water within a five and turn a five-foot cube of it into ice, which melts after one minute. Um, so you can you can be like Jack Frost. <laughs> um, these I I like I like these. The resistance to, to an extra damage type is really gonna help you out. Um, most likely if you're, especially if you're in the environments that your storm soul is, um, mm-hmm. like, like on the seas, the, bre- if you're doing a water campaign, the breathing underwater and swimming speed is going to, is going to be basically a must have. Um, yeah. um I think, so yeah, these are very much like, if you're in the environment where this is applicable, like it, it, you're, it, it, this is going to be really uh, um helpful. I think really kind of driving home the, the fact that like these barbarians are at home in the um, xyz storm.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Anyways. Definitely of like looking at these, I this is sort of where I start to see that tundra is falling behind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like fire resistance for desert. Uh, to be honest, fire is it, like fire is one of the most common damage types that mm-hmm. isn't bludgeoning, piercing or slashing. And being able to start fires you, you never know when you might need that like that is pretty useful mm-hmm. uh, and see that definitely that swim speed breathing underwater and lightning damage is common enough where it's mm-hmm. useful but there's not a lot of cases where you see cold damage that i can think of um, and I, ice dragons
1: cone of cold
0: oh, <laughs> yeah like ice dragons you'll face cone of cold just Not as much. Um, But that turning a five foot cube of water into ice that melts after one minute, that's just a worse shape water in my mind.
1: Yeah. Just take. Just take, um. Magic Initiate and grab shape water.
0: Yeah. But, you know, maybe it'll redeem itself later. Uh, Perhaps. Anyways, uh, 10th level, Shielding Storm. Uh, you'll learn to use your mastery of the storm to protect others each creature of your choice that has uh, each creature of your choice has the damage resistance you gained from the storm sole feature well the creatures in your storm aura so again if you have a bunch of martial characters up front uh, you can give them that fire resistance lightning resistance or cold resistance i think this is awesome
1: yeah no i, th- I really like that um, especially like because even even for like the desert where it's like being around you is going to hurt hurt you um it's like but i'm going to you know you're going to take half damage from from the chip damage that i'm doing so it's it's going to be a uh, pitiful mm-hmm. um, cuz i think it's only like i think it's 4 at this level um so like 2 damage per turn at 10th level is not going to you're not like super worried about it um
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh and just the the resistance is like, yeah, it makes you kind of like want people to rally on you, and I, I think I, I, really like it.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, at fourteenth level, raging storm, the power of your storm grows mightier, lashing on your uh, on your foes. The effect is based on the environment you choose for your storm aura. Um, desert. Immediately after a creature hits in your aura, hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to force that creature to make a dex save on a failed save. The creature takes fire damage equal to half your barbarian level. Uh, C. When your a creature in you, uh, your aura hits you with an attack, um, you are going to make a re- make a reaction to force that creature to make a, a strength save. Um, on, a, on a failed save, the creature is knocked prone as if struck by a wave. So, reaction to uh, knock them prone. Uh, Tundra. Whenever the effect of storm aura is activated, you can choose one creature you can see in the aura. That creature must succeed on a strength saving throw, or its speed uh, is reduced to zero until the start of your next turn. As a magical frost covers it, these yeah. abilities are kind of. Uh... <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, when you really think about it. Um... Mhm. So,
0: I could like definitely desert. I'd say is like desert and sea are the. Most useful of two. I'm sorry, Tundra. You are definitely, Tundra is definitely mechanically the worst of all
1: of these. Yeah, I mean, like, well, uh, I don't know. I think reducing a speed by zero, it could be useful, and you don't have to use any. You don't have to use anything. I think C kind of is the strength save. You have to use your reaction, which you could use could use to make an opportunity attack to um, make a strength save, uh, and and just only. And only knock them prone. I think, I think it probably should just have been like an auto prone. Like if you're using a like if you we look back to like the wolf, which is at the same level, they just get they just get a bonus action. They knock them prone. There's no if ands or buts about it. Like,
0: yeah, I guess. But still, desert is definitely a nice one.
1: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I, I I like desert. I although again. I wish the damage was a little more. <laughs> I think
2: uh-huh.
1: 7 damage at 14th level is uh, you could have used that to make an opportunity attack is <laughs> where is like kind of where my mind goes. I don't know. It's I yeah. think it it's very evocative. I don't think it's going to be like you don't know, you're not going to be like crushed. <laughs> if you're like, "Oh, no, I took I took this subclass. I'm so bad now." But I don't know. Mhm. Uh-huh it's it's yeah. the, these last abilities is, is, for me at least is lackluster
0: mm hmm definitely i feel like uh, storm herald definitely a very like appealing looking my uh, subclass and very front loaded i'd say
1: mm-hmm yeah yeah i might wanna i might want to take this in like multi-class with it yeah and, like I'd, go like I'd go like six that. and then like uh 12 or uh 14 of something else
0: mm-hmm just go into fighter, probably get some more. Like, yeah. Do some more of that. Who knows?
1: Maybe do, like, warlock. But that could be cool. Like, a, a warlock uh-huh. and, and take, like, stuff that you're not concentrating on. So you can, like, cast, like, armor of yeah. Agathus and then rage. and Yeah, it could be cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess moving on to our final archetype of the episode, we have Path of the Zealot.
1: Yeah, Path of the Zealot. It, you, if you kind of want a Paladin Barbarian, this is kind of the way to go. These these guys are really, I think, evocative of that. Just mm-hmm. they're more than they're more than Paladins. Like the Paladins are like, yeah, we're we're here to like honor truth and justice and whatnot. But it's like these are like, no, like my God, I'm devoted to the this God to the point where I will I will kill without hesitation for them. Like. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: while paladins are more like, yeah, I'm here for this, the ideals and whatnot. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, right off the bat, at third level, uh, you have the ability to Divine th- Fury. Um, uh, when you choose the path at third level, you can channel Divine Fury into your weapon strikes. Uh, when you're raging, the first creature on your uh, each of your turns, uh, w- first creature you hit on each of your turns with weapon attack takes damage e- equal to. Extra damage equal to 1d6 plus half your barbarian level. Uh, the damage is necrotic or radiant. Uh, you choose what, uh, depending on what type of god you're following um, when you gain the feature. So you get that extra, like, uh, an extra d6, which is nice, and then half your barbarian level, which will really, like, being able to do that for free will, it will make the difference in a lot of cases, I think. And being able to yeah. do that extra damage is going to be really cool really really good
0: <laughs> yeah looking at this now it very much reminds me of the my uh, like not exactly the paladin divine smite but the improved divine smite that i think they get at level 10 it is mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's 10 or 11 atta- yeah where for them it's every attack they just get the extra d8 like this is like it's a nice little thing that they get and yeah i feel like it's very fitting
1: um, and then the other third level ability is Warrior of the Gods. At third level, your soul is marked for endless battle. If a spell such as Raise Dead has the sole effect of restoring you to life, but not on death, the caster doesn't need to... Uh, need the material components to cast the spell on you. So basically, you are always ready to go. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've died again? Oh no, here we go again.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just
1: bring me back. does It won't cost you anything. Um, yeah, which will... You know, your party will thank you for it, uh, I think. But uh, if if you do die, because this is the thing, it's like, I think this is a really cool ability, cool evocative ability. How often will it come into play? I don't know. Because how often do you plan on dying as a barbarian? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how recklessly you play it, which I think with this class, you should be f- way more reckless than everybody else. <laughs> I think you should be mm. getting into the fray and getting into spots that you don't know if you're going to be able to get out of.
0: Yeah. Definitely I think this feature does permit barbarians to go like even beyond that since when you're using the reckless attack feature it's all attacks against you have advantage. So you might not want to do that in hordes of enemies, but mm-hmm. if you're a zealot and you don't really care about death as much, it's like heck yeah, I don't care. Like if I go down, great. The cleric's just going to get me back up and like he'll get me back up in a bit. And I'll be ready to go another round.
1: I might even I might even go to as a DM goes so far as to say like when you get these like spells like the raised dead especially where it's like you have the negative stuff I might even say it's like yeah you don't you don't even have to um Mm -hmm. you you don't have the negatives the negative penalties or anything like that like um or if you're playing with like uh, rules like homebrew rules for like coming back uh, when you you know like some tables will will do like yeah you have to reroll your death saves or you know engage in a skill challenge or something like that i'd be like yeah you don't have to do that your your soul is ready to come back at a moment's notice and i just sort of really Mm -hmm. drive this ability home yeah anyways fanatical focus tell me about how to focus fanatically
0: well at level six uh, the divine power that fuels your rage can protect you if you fail saving throw while you're raging, you can reroll it, and you must use the new roll. You can use this ability once per rage. So yeah, it's nice. Not failing a save like... is
1: great.
2: <laughs>
0: mhm. Yeah. Just.
1: I think that's know. about it. I mean, it's it's a it's a really good ability. I think it's a really solid ability. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot else to talk about there.
0: Yeah. Uh, level ten, uh, Gabe. What do
1: we get? we get zealous presence at 10th level you learn a challenge divine powered to inspire zealotry and others as a bonus action you unleash a battle cry that's infused with divine energy up to 10 other creatures of your choice can within 60 feet of you that can hear you gain advantage on attack rolls and saving throws until the end of your next turn uh and then you can only use this once per long rest so you basically just give a um you base i think i like you give like a blitz round to your team as a bonus Mm -hmm. action so you just it's like all right guys, we're going out all out on the big bad this round. Let's do it. And then you know, you get advantage on attack rolls, saving throws, and you're just going nuts. It's it's like really good. <laughs> That's going to be like it's going to come in clutch a lot. I I feel like
0: Mhm. Yeah, definitely uh, I can see this being a really fun thing to role play out. But... Mhm try to create some cool hyping up visual that uh your zealot can that your zealot can do with this since like yeah mm-hmm.
1: anyways our last ability what tell me about the last ability
0: well at 14th level you get what's called rage beyond death the divine power that fuels you allows your rage to shrug off fatal blows while you're raging, having zero hit points doesn't knock you unconscious. You still make death saves and suffer normal effects of taking damage while at zero hit points. If you would die due to failing death saving throws, you don't die until your rage ends, and then and you and you die then only if you still have zero HP. This is, this is awesome. This is so freaking cool. <laughs> you are literally screaming in the face of death. Like, you live is... and die for battle, and you refuse to die.
1: This is so freak. Like, like I said, this is this cl- subclass promotes you to be as reckless as possible. And if you like, I imagine someone like what, like a a Zella barbarian's like, like being slighted and like. By like the king and whatnot, and just going all out to murder him in the, th- the throne room. It's like he doesn't care if he's been shot with 25, 27 arrows to his head and his neck and stuff like that. He does not care. He will he's coming to murder you, and he will not stop even when he's dead. <laughs> it mm-hmm. that's it's it is so bonkers and it's so nuts, and I love it, especially on top of because at this level you're already getting the um the uh, uh what what is it persistent I rage i think it's it's i don't think it's persistent rage i think it's the it's other relentless one. rage uh yeah relentless rage they're very similar um you you've already have that so you're already probably you're already very resistant to even going to zero hit points you're just i i don't know it it's so nuts i, lo- I love it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah i really like this subclass i think this is probably my favorite <laughs>
0: I have to agree
1: just
0: like I don't know I can't explain it
1: yeah it's it's got that something man Mm-hmm. yeah um, I mean I guess overall uh, that's our last subclass um for anybody who's keeping track we're not talking about the uh, battle rager we're gonna just we're gonna not touch on any of the subclasses that come from uh, from setting books so like you know like from Ravnica, Skag or anything where they have like the, the handful of different subclasses and we're gonna come back around and do like setting episodes and we'll talk about the subclasses in there
0: yeah so I guess your overall thoughts on Barbarian just
1: give me your thoughts um the Barbarian is a, a powerhouse you're going I don't think there's if you go straight Barbarian I don't think there's a way you can go wrong um even with like some of the stuff where i was like oh this is like kind of uh," but like you're just a big bruiser there's not a whole lot to it but it doesn't mean it can't be fun i think i think you really owe it to yourself to even though there's not a lot of mechanical depth um bringing like that role play depth and uh and and bring bringing that out for yourself uh, i think is is going to make this character way more fulfilling
2: mhm
0: definitely yeah. uh, the barbarian has a lot more role play potential than people give it credit for oh yeah uh, absolutely you don't have to play some stupid brute charging into like charging into battle blindly
1: though that is fun too yeah um, that's su- definitely super fun i actually i really want to play a barbarian that's like there like not dumping intelligence in like a, a highly intelligent barbarian and um mm-hmm. and maybe do like a it's like uh, like th- when they rage they don't they don't get angry they just get like hyper focused and they just like time like slows down they're just in like a, a sort of trance almost yeah there, there's a way I
0: think after... go ahead
1: yeah i was like there's way there's way so many ways of just de- like thinking of your rage and i think that's like the key thing here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think after, like after doing this and talking about all the different archetypes, my next barbarian that I'm gonna play, it's it's a close like it's a close match between trying the zealot, just because of how much fun it seems, and my a ancestral guardian.
1: Yeah, they're. I think they're both. I would say they're pro- both probably like the most potent options and probably some of the most fun options, too.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Well, anyways, uh, um, that's been Barbarians on Basements and Lizards. Uh, if you guys like what you're listening to, you can come go and rate us on iTunes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Anything else from from you, Ryan? Yeah, if you like what you're listening
0: to, rate us on whatever podcast site that you're listening to. My uh, Share what, share a podcast round if you'd like. And uh, Gabe, what yeah. kind of dice should I roll this week?
1: You're gonna roll a D12. Okay,
0: rolling a D12. I this this should be our last D12. Okay, All right. D12 is. Uh, that is a nine. What is a nine? Three, four, five.
1: Not that. Oh, well, it would have been the ranger so it is going to be matthew mercer's blood hunter actually
0: oh boy next week we're going to be talking about a nice a good old blood
1: hunter <laughs> oh yeah you know everybody's favorite you know classic class blood hunter you know <laughs> um, yeah i in all fairness this is, i i enjoyed the blood hunter a lot but uh uh it's it's interesting that it came up so quickly um yeah yeah I...
0: Thought it would have taken much longer.
1: <laughs> yes, that is the way it goes. The rolling, though. So. Yep. All right.
0: So, anyways, once again, thank you all for listening, and see you all next time.
1: All right. Have a good night, guys. Hey everybody. Uh, this is Gabe again. Um, sorry, I actually screwed up the rule because I don't have my fancy, schmancy sheet in front of me. So I my fault i I screwed it up we're actually doing the rogue tomorrow so fun times uh rogue is as much as i would like to do the blood hunter uh it's probably better that we're sticking with the you know the regular classes to start with rogue's a fun class I, i hope to see you guys then